the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for your personal bank show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with your personal bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. Well, as always, we have plenty to discuss, so let's just jump right into it. If you've been listening to the show for any period of time, you know we've been discussing a lot about the economy, inflation, uh, recession, all these kinds of things. And I, I saw this article just recently, and it was uh, the title is, U.S. Economy is Headed for Recession in a Few Months, According to J.P. Morgan. Now, First thing, the first issue I have with this article, with this headline, and as I read this, is for decades and decades, the the definition of a recession was two negative quarters, uh, two quarters of negative GDP growth, and the first two quarters of 2022 have definitely qualified for that. We've had two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Now, if I was a betting man. On, I think most most experts, most people believe that um, we're going to have a third quarter. Um, I'd be shocked if we didn't. We'll put it that way, and we're going to find out very, very soon. But the thing is, headed for recession in the next few months, folks, we're already in a recession. Now, there's some other things that uh, I think is interesting uh, discussing this. Well, this next, next point is a, a former OBM director, that's Office of... Uh, Office of, or OMB director, I apologize. Um, he's talking about the recession pain is coming as the economic policies are hindering the Fed, the Federal Reserve. And he's right. One of the things he talks about is the, the, the situation is that the recessions are painful, as we all know, from an economic standpoint. But the pain has, what he's saying is, look, the pain is not really here yet. And the biggest reasons why is that there's been a lot of savings built up and stuff for for a dual reasons. One, where the the COVID shutdowns caused the typical household to spend less money because they didn't, there wasn't anywhere to go or anything to do, so they were able to. Um, how should I say? They were able to save some money. Also, there was an unprecedented amount of money as I've talked about many times, helicoptered into the system, into our economic system, trillions and trillions of dollars was, well, frankly, printed and distributed into our economic system. And I've had a lot of clients even discuss with me, why aren't, you know, uh, why aren't we seeing the effects of the recession as much as perhaps previous recessions? And as I've often stated, Look, with all that money being printed and, and, and put into the economic system, it takes time for it to flow through and, in essence, shuffle through the system, if you will. So th- this OM, OMB director is, is saying the same thing. He's saying, look, with, the, uh, with policies like uh, student loan handouts or predict- uh, the, the Biden administration wants to do is going to make it 
harder for the Federal Reserve to restrain inflation and to um, and get you know get the economy back you know into some sort of balance. And I've said this many many times that you know one of the two one of the major causes of this and this recession is too much government spending. Too many dollars chasing too few goods and services is the definition of inflation. That's why we have it. So um, he's pointing out it's going to be scary, very scary in the next year in 2023. And and the reality is, I believe that he's right. And, you know, this J.P. Morgan um, article is saying the same thing. Like I said, my only real issue with them was they were saying we're headed into a recession in the next six to nine months. Um, no, we're not. We're already in one. But I think what both are trying to say is, folks, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. And I, I hate to say this. I'm, a, I'm an optimist by, by heart, naturally. But sadly, the situation we're in, buckle your seatbelts. Now, you know, it's, it's no secret. The stock market, like I've shared many times, has had a very, very rough 2022. Um, <laughs> uh, cryptocurrencies, even worse. Real estate, for the most part, I uh, just got back from a trip uh, from being in Denver and Seattle, actually speaking, uh, to different investor groups regarding the personal bank concept. And uh, as we were traveling uh, around the country, because we drove to these places from Phoenix, so it took a big loop throughout the western United States, okay, and talked to a number of clients and potential clients and in everyone, just about every state that I went through, I mean, we're talking about Arizona, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, Washington, Oregon, a little bit of California even, and um, and Nevada. So I covered some ground over the last couple of months and have spoke to a lot of people in a lot of different places. And I'm going to share today a little bit more perspectives that I received from many of these folks. Now, again, it's unaf- it's not... It's, it's, it's unofficial, but it's, it's the perspectives that I got just talking to typical everyday folks. And, and what I want to say first off is that there seems to be very little difference, whether I was in a red state or a blue state or, or, or you know, a conservative area or, or a liberal area. In fact, I shared this in one of the previous shows a week or two ago when we were in Astoria, um, Oregon, which is, you know, kind of a, a known as a liberal type of place. It's amazing to me how many folks that I ran into and talked to, and I'm, I'm pretty open and out there about where I'm at and how I feel about things. I don't put, shove it down people's throats, but I'm not, I don't shy away either. And it's amazing how many of them agree they believe and feel that the country's headed in the wrong direction. Again, all you have to do is go to the gas station or the grocery store, and gas prices are on the rise again here recently. Um, it's not good. It, it's looking uglier. Um, in fact, we're seeing um, rising gas prices, and OPEC's not helping uh, by recently announcing that they're going to cut back um, production by 2 million barrels per day. I believe sometime in November, I think it is, of 2022 of this year, which will have an impact on gas prices. And one of the things that, uh, which is the other big cause of the inflation that we're dealing with right now, one, again, too much government spending, and two, bad energy policy, restricting production, getting in the way of production. And in reality, that's what our 
federal government has done. And even Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat, agrees. He's he's butted head, so to speak, um, with many of his in his party about energy, uh, energy reliance. And like you said, today's announcement from OPEC confirms why the United States must be energy, energy independent and energy secure so we cannot be intimidated by foreign adversaries. Now, look, I understand the green energy advocates. They'll say they then their argument is, well, they get, that's why we need green energy for the same reason. Both are right. The problem is, and I guess this is I, this is something I'm starting to see more and more people come to the conclusion of, which is thankfully, finally, yes, it's true. If we had green energy, we would not be reliant on foreign foreign you know uh, energy source like OPEC. The problem is timing, and so Joe Manchin is correct, and the green energy. Uh, people are correct, it, but it's about timing. In other words, the technology for green energy to take over is not there yet. Issues. If you want more information, contact me. At, let me give you a personal example. Recently, I purchased a 2020 Ford F-150. I had been driving and still have a 20. 2003, I should say, Ford F-150. Now, I'm not here to argue about which vehicles or models are better. I'm just saying it's the same model, same everything, except a 2003 truck versus a 2020 truck. Folks, the technology advances in 17 years is amazing. I love my old truck. It runs great, looks great, all of that. But until I took the new truck out for this trip where we drove around the country for a couple of months meeting with clients and speaking, I got back and I parked the old truck, and that's the first time that it really, really felt old. And I really noticed the difference because I hadn't driven the new truck yet very much. So where can technology and green energy be 17 years from now? In fact, there may be an energy source that we're not even aware of yet or barely barely even noticed yet that could be a great source of energy in the future. In other words, I have great faith in technological advancement and adaptation for the human race. I believe we have proven as a human race over over centuries that we can evolve and 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 adjust accordingly. But to force this energy change down our throats prematurely is well I was going to say was going to cost it is costing us an extraordinary cost. It's going to benefit those that are that are pushing this. That's why they're pushing it. Folks, always follow the money, right? Many of these people have are heavily, heavily invested in green technology, so they're nothing more like Jennifer Granholm, our trans, current transportation, not transport, yeah, energy secretary, sorry, um, has sold millions in um, um, options on green energy companies. That's public record. It's not a secret. She's she's not an she's not an energy tra- uh, energy secretary. She's a a shill for the uh, green energy companies. She might as well be a spokesman for them and, and just you know get paid by them because that's that's really where her interest lies. And there's that's where the problem is. There's too much of that self interest going on in our current leadership and many of the people we have in charge. And that can be said by both political parties and particularly these non elected bureaucrats. 
Okay, many of them. We got to be get people in. We got to vote people in charge who actually have the average person's best interests in mind. In other words, they actually are representatives as intended. That's what we need to look for. So somebody that's just pushing green energy is doing nothing but contributing to these high energy prices, to this inflation that we're all paying for, we're all dealing with right now, that's just going to continue until some energy policies start changing. Let the green energy come along when it's time, when it's when it's matured, when it's ready, and bring it on gradually as it matures. But let's use all forms of energy to be productive, to be diversified. You know, diversification is actually great on investments. Same with energy. If you want to learn more about how to navigate this economic chaotic situation that we're in and this recession that we're already in and looks like to be potentially be worse, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com or toll-free 866-268-4422. Folks, there's good news. Dividends are going up and borrowing costs have been have been held down so we can really weather this storm. So contact me again. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Tooth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. Like I was saying in the first segment, it looks like all indications show that, well, we are in a recession. That's, that's just an undisputed fact. Anyone that tries to tell you otherwise uh, is just trying to change the narrative, okay? They got, they got, they got agenda issues. Um, but it appears it's going to become worse before it gets better. And all the pundits and experts and everybody out there is pointing to 2023 of being a really rough year. Now, I guess you have a choice. You can... Um, whether this ride the uh, ride the roller coaster, weather the storm, wherever you're at, or if you want to thrive through this economic chaos, you know dividends are going up. Borrowing costs, we've got them locked in for the next several years. We can reduce your taxes. We can have guaranteed money. Diversify your portfolio. Uh, you know, just makes more and more sense as we go forward. If you if it sounds interesting, you want to find out more information. By all means, contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. There's some good news on – there's a little bit of good news, I should say, on the uh, economic front. And what I mean by that, it's not even so much the economic front. It's just as far as changing things in the right direction. How's that? So Louisiana now just become the late, became the latest state to reject woke investing and will divest $800 million from BlackRock. In other words, I've talked about this several times. If you haven't um, looked into this ESG investing, uh, you need to look, at, look into it. It's, it's, um, it's basically the environmental, social, and governance investing. And as they put it, it they're, the Louisiana is taking their money out of BlackRock, their pension funds and stuff like that, because ESG investing violates state law and fiduciary duties. I've talked about this quite a bit. 
And fiduciary duties, according to Louisiana state, Louisiana state law, sorry, uh, require a sole focus on financial returns for the beneficiaries of state funds. Uh, there's other states that have done this, done the same thing, and uh, they need to. Though, though that rule for fiduciary responsibility uh, doesn't vary much by state by state. ESG investing, as, as Louisiana is stating, does violate fiduciary duties. In other words, somebody who manages funds like BlackRock or, or, or anyone else for that matter, and apparently BlackRock and, uh, is one of the worst, it's the largest, we'll put it that way, what they're doing is they, they seek to actively hamstring fo- the fossil fuel sector. They re- require um, doing business uh, based on en- environmental, social governance guidelines. In other words, woke investing, if you want to call it that. And it robs, as they put it, it robs the returns uh, Americans of their retirement dollars, and it drives up the cost of everyday goods, groceries, gas, and, and, and energy, of course. And the thing is, a recent poll showed that only twenty five percent of chief financial officers of, of of public companies support the policy, and the reason is it's due to lack of connection between the costs of do, their business would incur by submitting to disclosures and generations of profits. In other words, it diversifies; it it, it takes away the company's focus from becoming profitable, which is the which is returning a profit for their investors, which is the fiduciary responsibility of a publicly traded company and of anyone who's managing someone's funds, anyone who's licensed to do that, they have a fiduciary responsibility. That was big news in our industry for um, several years, actually. And many investors will, you know, ask, "Do you have a? Are you a fiduciary?" And I am voluntarily. There's voluntary, and there's not. There's required ones. I think the voluntary ones are more better because um, that just shows somebody's. Um, um, uh, their heart, their intention, we should say. And, and the reality is, I've said this all along, if, if you're an, uh, anybody who's managing or handling somebody else's funds, investments, or anything like that, uh, if they're not looking out for the client's best interest, they don't stay in this business very long. And they just, you don't, you're not successful, okay? Well, companies are the same way. Investors are not going to invest in a company if it doesn't return profits at some point. It, I mean, understand you know, that, if that's not their main goal and what these ESG things are doing are taking their 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 uh, they're taking their focus away from what they're supposed to be doing. And it, it does have extra costs involved and reduced profits. And it just it's a political agenda, not a um, not an investment strategy. All right. So I'm glad to see these companies, these states, these big investors are starting to reject this type of investing strategy by taking their money away and going elsewhere. And I've often said this. We can vote with our wallets. OK, there's so many ways to make your your um, how should I say, make your your voice heard. Uh, recently, PayPal uh, proposed doing a crazy uh, policy of of if you uh, I'm paraphrasing here but if you if if you spread uh inconsistencies or what they believe to be not truth or whatever like that they could actually fine you and they could actually fine you $2500 per occurrence take your money away from you of course there was a huge backlash uh on social media and they they changed the policy within a day 
because their stock price dropped 5% in a day. And, and people were saying, delete your PayPal account. And it went viral and went crazy. And within a day, the company reversed course because why? You know, they, they implemented a political agenda into their business policies. People noticed and it affected their bottom line or their fiduciary responsibility. Folks, PayPal could have been sued over that. Okay. And like it's stating here, Louisiana state law, and this is true for just about every state, by the way, it's against fiduciary laws, duties to invest based on environmental, social, and governance standards. In other words, a fiduciary responsibility requires a sole focus on the financial returns for the beneficiaries. That's what the fiduciary stands for. Now, I understand and agree that companies have a a place in the uh, the environment. We'll put it this way: in the uh, in the they 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 have a responsibility. In other words, you don't want a company just indiscriminately polluting, for example, okay, to make a profit, to make a buck. The thing is, though, especially in today's environment they couldn't do it if they wanted to because it'd be against the law, right? So they have to do it in a clean manner, not to say ruin the environment, for example. So it's not like we need all this ESG stuff because the reality is it's a slippery slope. And I know some people say, ah, they'll never happen. Well, I used to say that, but the things that have already happened with our government, with our country, I would have never dreamed of I would have said a year ago, two years ago, that you were crazy, and it's already happened and worse, okay? But the next step is the Chinese-type system where you have a social credit score. Just like we all have a credit score to be able to borrow money or whatever, a social credit score will determine whether you could travel, for example, or where you could live, what you can spend your money on. That's the next step. That's the next logical step. And that's not saying that. But that, that has been put out publicly like by the World Economic Forum. They've stated their intended goals. They're not hiding them anymore. The next step is that. We don't want a social credit system in this country. I'm going to talk about more than that, et cetera, in the next segment. So I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned. Of course, contact me at 866-268-4422 for more information on your personal bank, how you can thrive through this economic situation we're in. Again, 866-268-4422. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toast. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. You know, one of the things I've been discussing is with these high energy prices, high fuel prices, for example, which, of course, are contributing mightily to inflation. And, of course, the cause is our energy policy, where either, even Senator Joe Manchin is stating needs to change. The U.S. Need, must emphasize energy independence uh, for security. It's a national security issue, folks, not just an economic one. But the thing is, the nobody signed up for this. This is not what most most Americans wanted when they uh, when even the ones that voted for Biden in the last election, the major, vast majority of them. It was supposed to be a return to normal, not abnormal. I mean, the highest gas prices in the history of our country. Statistical fact. I mean, <laughs> that is not what people signed up for. And I I I, I just I, I can't believe they won't remember this. I mean, my gosh, you're going to have to go to the gas station or put gas in your 
tank to go vote unless you vote by mail. That's a whole different issue. But you see what I'm trying to say is people vote their pocketbooks, and I just can't see that not happening. But get out there and do it because if you're not happy with the way the country's going, you need to get the uh, the current the Democrats out to change direction of this country if you're not happy with the direction it's going. And one other thing about the oil and all that, my gosh, I mean, you just talk about you just adding insult to injury is really what it boils down to. Their response to all of this, and I, I, I've, I've slammed the Biden administration for this, is by releasing a million barrels of oil from our strategic oil reserve for the last several months to try to offset prices, which it has done very little of. We're, again, approaching all-time high price gas prices. And by the way, folks, once OPEC does stop that $2 million, two million barrels a day, again, I believe in, in, uh, in uh, November this year, in 2022, Prices are going to go up higher, okay? So the reality is, real simple, now by their response is, okay, we're just going to release another 10 million barrels in November. I mean, out of the strategic reserve. And it's already at all-time lows. The strategic oil reserve is not supposed to be to, for political, used for political reasons to offset somebody's party's ability to be reelected. I mean, think about it. The timing. Why in November? Well, the midterms, right? They're hoping and praying, the Democrats are, that it doesn't cause prices to drop, jump too radically high. By releasing 10 million barrels, they can um, offset it to a degree. It, it'll be a temporary fix, a very, very short-term fix. They will release it, and then a few weeks later, that'll be gone. Then what? You see what I'm saying? We go. Our country goes through like 18 million barrels a day. So 10 million is going to get us through half a day. How, how long is that going to... That is just basic lack of economic... Uh, basic economics. Really. I mean, come on. We have the oil reserves. We have the ability to be energy independent. My gosh, we were a couple of years ago even. My God, come on, folks. Let's get energy independent once and for all. And then, then we can focus, as I stated in the first segment, then we can focus on the, improving the technology on other sources of energy that might be greener, as we put it, and make them more commercially viable. Why do we have to spend so much of our hard-earned tax dollars that, frankly, we do not have because it's debt, Debt is piling up, unbelievably so. That's another whole issue. And it's just continuing to pile on, all right? That is not the solution, okay? That is not. I'm sorry, say it again. Taking, uh, taking oil from the strategic oil reserve is not. It's very short-term fix. And at this point, green energy is probably years, if not decades away, of being able to manage anywhere close, anywhere close to our energy needs that this country has to run efficiently and live the lives that we enjoy living, okay? Folks like their air conditioning when it gets hot. They like heat when it gets cold, all right? It's pretty simple, folks. It's just that simple. And, you know, we like to eat 
and it takes energy to to farm and raise food and all those kinds of things. I mean, this impacts some of the very basic things that we have, basic economics. Look, green energy is not bad, but forcing it prematurely is. If you want to, I'm going to talk more about, finish up with some other thoughts and some other good news. So stay tuned. But again, if you want to reduce your taxes, reduce your liability, get a better return. Dividends are going up going forward the next several years and weather this economic storm and come out the other side shining stronger, even better. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. or yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Tooth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. One last thing on the whole energy policy. I've really kind of hammered it pretty hard today. But in a... Being to the current administration, being as tone deaf as it is, you've got John Kerry, our, our energy czar, or whatever they want to call him. He's flying around the world. Um, and as I said, his private jet has emitted more than 300 metric tons of carbon since Biden took office. And he recently encouraged the Democratic Republic of Congo to withdraw from auctioning certain blocks of oil and gas to protect rainforests. In other words... The Congo actually is one of the um, poorest nations in the world. It's got poverty, corruption, and it needs to tap. The government there says it needs to tap into the, their natural resources for its people and its economy. And their environmental minister even was telling John Kerry that emphatically that the children would starve if the Congo wasn't allowed to auction off oil. And and he, she, goes, she goes, look, as much as we need oxygen, we also need bread, okay? And he still... He still said, say no. He said, no, we need to, he, we, he wanted them to stop, not off, auction off oil leases. In other words, he's flying around the world trying to get people to not, basically, what are they supposed to do, okay? And he goes, you know, I, I just don't want to, I, I, I get it. Again, he follow the money. He's got an agenda. But he also has, you know, people like China that totally ignores warnings and don't, he doesn't he doesn't bother them. They've in fact increased the amount of carbon use and all that other stuff. Now again, I don't even know. I'm just going to say it. I don't know that carbon is is a big problem. You know, I I, I have a. I mean, I'm not a scientist or anything, but I have an agriculture degree. I worked for the USDA at one point. Um, you know, when I went to school, carbon was actually a good thing because that's what plants use to turn into oxygen. In other words, animals breathe oxygen and we release carbon dioxide and other things, but primarily carbon dioxide, which is what plants need. They do the opposite. They take in carbon dioxide and release oxygen. You know, sounds like a pretty, pretty neat system, right? Pretty effective. When did carbon suddenly become the enemy? You know, plants need it to live. What are we going to do? Stop the carbon emissions and kill all the plants? I, and and you, you want to talk about climate climate change or whatever they want to call it. You know, you want to know real climate change. I, change. I was in at the Denver Natural, Natural History Museum. Great museum. Got a lot of dinosaur bones, all kinds of cool stuff. Family loved it. But one of, I, I thought it was interesting. 
Now, again, we're in Denver, Colorado, not a conservative bastion. But in the museum, they're showing us what the climate was like at different periods, like the Ice Ages or talking about when the dinosaurs lived and all this stuff. And what I thought was interesting is they were talking about roughly, according to their, their stuff, that about 10,000 years ago in the last Ice Age or so, places like New York and Seattle were under a mile or two of ice. Now, folks, that's climate change, right? Now, I'm not sure how they would explain that because obviously humans had nothing to do with that. If indeed 10,000 years or so ago there was a mile or two of ice over Seattle and, and New York, human beings had nothing to do with it. They also were showing that in the times of dinosaurs, you want, you want climate change? You want real climate change? They were, sh- they were showing that roughly the U.S.-Canadian border south, everything south of the U.S.-Canadian border, was a tropical forest during the time of the, di- the last dinosaur age. Now, <laughs> that's climate change. And in fact, I, I, you know, I have a little bit of a hard time arguing with that because we went and saw some cool places see dinosaur bones and fossils you know in the ground there's some cool places in in colorado and other places that you uh, wyoming where you can you know go and see this stuff in the ground and dinosaur footprints and all that it's really cool but some of the stuff we saw were palm tree fronds i mean you can see the entire palm tree fossilized in the rock now this is in denver and wyoming okay Uh, palms don't live in places that freeze Palm trees. So their evidence, it's pretty convincing, is that places like Colorado and Wyoming were a tropical rainforest during the time of the dinosaurs. Well, we all know today that Wyoming and Denver are not tropical rainforest areas, are they? In other words, that's real climate change. And human beings weren't even around when the dinosaurs were, right? So what did we... In other words, this world, the You know, and I know this is not uh, politically correct, but let's face it, this world's climate changes significantly over time, and we have little or we in many of that, we've had little or nothing to do with it. In fact, I've also seen recently uh, one of the volcanoes, a big volcanic eruption in somewhere in Indonesia, I believe it was, and they were talking about how that one eruption um, put out more carbon and stuff like that into the, the, uh, into the uh, atmosphere than the, what the entire world's population does in a year. One eruption. And, folks, there's like over 100 eruptions a year on average around the world. In other words, what effect? I'm not saying human beings don't have an effect on the climate. Please understand. But I, I do believe that it's a very, very small, minute percentage, and that is the science. I'm following the facts. I'm following the science, not the hype, not the agenda people, who the, the green agenda people who are pushing this agenda, well, frankly, so they can make more money, okay? So that's what I'm going to say about energy, and we'll move on. Um, I, I'm glad to see that more and more people are are coming to that realization that it's just nothing more than hype and agenda. So that's, that's good. Now, another good news. Uh, the student loan buyout thing or the whatever, the student debt relief thing, looks like more and more likely it's not going to happen because there's another lawsuit. There's several lawsuits that have been filed to stop this, and the latest one is talking about where it, uh, they filed the lawsuit because what it does is it shifts the, uh, shifts the burden 
from the people who took the loans to the taxpayer. And that's a, that's a, a burden to the taxpayer for the, particularly those who did not go to college or paid their student loans off. And the colleges escape responsibility by not changing their policies, which created all this student loan debt in the first place. And many of these colleges are sitting on billions of dollars of endowments. Okay, and yet they're not required, they're not doing anything to change or fix the problem. And when we have national debt now over $31 trillion, which means that's about $93,000 per person, per citizen, okay, and almost $250,000 in liabilities per taxpayer. I talked about this in the last show. Adding another twenty or thirty thousand dollars or whatever it is per taxpayer to pay off uh these or the forgive this debt is just not the right thing to do. Um you know a president just can't administratively just boom change that. And I, I believe that to be true. Does uh, the president doesn't have that power, okay? Not according to our Constitution. So it's looking increasingly likely that this is going to die in the courts. And even Biden himself said it was probably illegal when he did it, but he did it anyway. He was like, I'm going to do it and make you stop me. Now, a couple other quick thoughts, and, and I want to share this because I'm a parent. Um, crazy, crazy stuff that, you know, I would never, ever believe. But there, are, there is a group out there who uh, it's there. In fact, this is the person, this is charged, is Amy Canava. She's the chairperson of the National Association of School Psychologists. Okay, so it's a, so it's a, uh, a big organization. So this is a National Association of School Psych- Psychologists who are propo- or participating in a group that funds efforts to rehome gay youth to new parents. In other words, basically, if a kid doesn't like, want to live with their parents anymore, they can step in and they will... They will basically take that kid, put him in a different home, give him different parents, give him money and the ability to live somewhere else, not tell the parents. It totally infringes on parental rights. Um, You know, where I come from, that would be called kidnapping, okay? It's crazy that they will actually do, they call it rehoming gay gay students, (sighs) This this is just nuts, okay? And now that it's coming out that they're doing this kind of thing, my my hope is this this gets shut down because that's just crazy. But you get into I don't talk a lot about all this transgender stuff and all this kind of thing that much because it's a financial show. I don't want to go there too much. But I always say you want to know why something's happening. Follow the money. Well, it turns out that according to a recent study that the the transgender surgery uh last year was a 1.9 billion dollar business for hospitals last year it's projected to increase to 5 billion by the end of the decade which is about 11% increase per year folks it's a money maker for hospitals and the medical community and you wonder why they're pushing it so hard again when you want to understand why somebody's pushing something, whatever it is, whether it's green energy, transgender surgery, surgeries, or anything else for that matter, follow the money. 
that's probably maybe one of the best pieces of advice I could give you on understanding the political, sometimes it feels like or seems like craziness that we're dealing with these days. The stuff that makes absolutely no common, you know, common sense is uncommon in normal times, but it seems like it's just taken a complete total vacation lately, right? Particularly with many of the folks that are in charge, the administration that we have, the bureaucrats, the elected officials. You just wonder where did they even come up with this stuff sometimes, right? And and many of these articles and different things that I read, folks, it's getting harder to figure out, is that even real? I mean, you look at it at first and you're thinking, You've got a, a school psychiatrist organization actively working to rehome students, minors. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought, you, you, that can't be real, but it is. Again, there's money involved with this stuff, people involved with it. They either have a, an agenda or money or both. Keep that in mind. Always think about it. And that's what I say. Don't go with your emotions or your feelings. You have to think. You have to think about things and use a little common sense to understand why the things are the way they are. Look, is it going to get better? I certainly hope so. And the only way I see things going to get better is we have a bunch of people that are happen to be, whether it's political power or in charge of our education system, whether it's Hollywood, business, you name it, those people need to be shut down or voted out or rejected. I mean, PayPal was a great example recently of a company trying to impose political beliefs into their business model and within one day were rejected strongly and reversed their position. Disney tried to do that a while back. They've been hurt by it. Those lessons will be learned by these different groups and organizations because, again, many of them are in it for the money, right? And if they get lose money, they get slammed for it, they're going to reverse. We also got to vote in people that are not politicians, but are actually folks who want to represent us. We need people that don't want to spend, they want less spending with government. They want to give the citizens more control, things like that. Those are the things we need to focus on. For you personally and your financial situation, diversification. You need to have some you need to have a bucket of money in your portfolio that has some guarantees from losses. And if it can also be tax-free, even better. Because with all this debt, taxes almost are only going to go up in the future, right? So your personal bank will allow you to reduce your risk, diversify, reduce your taxes, get positive arbitrage, and increase your returns. Contact me at toll-free, 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, it's 866-268-4422. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and riders may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and bake line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.